0: when you present both the pain and the future pleasure is when clients are most motivated to take action, when we can see and understand the pain that we're sitting in right now by not solving our problem, and but we also see what's possible over there. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincada, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, and welcome back to another quickie episode of She Leads First, where we know that every conversation holds the opportunity for growth. Today, I have something near and dear to my heart to talk to you about. And it is something that I have seen popping up everywhere online. And if you follow me on Instagram and you watch my stories, likely you've heard me rant about this at least once before. But it's such an important conversation because it plays into your marketing. And I don't know if there is As much truth to the narrative that I'm going to tell you about in a second that I'm seeing that I'm on this rant about as we are giving it credit for. I don't know if it's as true as people are making it out to seem. And what I want to talk about is the popular narrative going around right now that it is not empowering to use pain points in your marketing. That if you are using pain points, that you are inherently shaming your audience into action and or only attracting disempowered clients. And it's this idea that if somebody is motivated to get out of pain, if that is what you're saying that's activating them into action, that that is a client who's not moving from an empowered place, that they're moving from a place of desperation. And that's not the kind of clients that you want in your programs. That's the narrative that I'm seeing that I have an issue with. And don't worry, I'm going to tell you why. But first, I want to address that I understand why this narrative is so popular because if you just take it at face value, it absolutely sounds like it's true, especially if we just think about the words that we're using, right? If we just think about the language, when you hear the word pain, you typically think of something negative. You typically think of something bad. And if we talk about only wanting to motivate clients from a place of desire, that inherently sounds good. That sounds like a positive thing. So I completely understand why this narrative is so popularized and why it's taking off and why people are believing it or so quick to believe it, I should say. But I want us to put our critical thinking hats on and come with me on this journey while we really talk about what it means to use pain points in your marketing and whether or not it's a bad thing. So first off, what are pain points? Your pain points are the negative emotions that your clients are experiencing or the negative experiences themselves that accompany the problem that you solve in your business and with your offers. So for example, if I am a weight loss coach and I sell weight loss one-on-one coaching, some pain points for my clients might be things like hating putting on jeans because you never like the way you look. They always feel too tight. You don't like to look in the mirror. It might be something along the lines of, I am not able to play with my kids because when I go to run around with them, I run out of energy and I'm out of breath. And so I'm feeling self-conscious, Everything associated with being out of shape and the pain that comes along with that, it depends on what your ideal client, who they are and what they're focused on, what their pain points are. It's always going to be specific to your ideal client, but it's the negative emotions and feelings and circumstances, the pain associated with whatever problem you solve. And so pain points are a, I would say, crucial component of your marketing. And in traditional marketing, you are taught to utilize pain points. And the reasoning behind it is if you are having a conversation with somebody that you have something that can change their lives, if you just come at them without context, they're not going to be that receptive to you. Versus if you set up the offer with, hey, I know you're feeling X, Y, and Z. I know you've tried these things before and they haven't worked out for you. And now you're feeling frustrated. Now you're feeling stuck. Now you feel like nothing's going to work for you. If you can set up the situation, using pain points, someone's going to listen to you. You're going to have their attention. They're going to be more receptive to whatever it is you're about to say to them because you're all on the same page now. You're all coming at it from the same perspective. Your clients either will agree or disagree whether or not they are an ideal client with what you're bringing forward as the context for this offer via the pain points. And so in marketing, you are taught to use pain points to remind clients of, hey, there actually is a problem going on that you want to solve remember this discomfort you have right now, it's there, it's real, you might be used to it, but that doesn't mean that there isn't something better waiting for you. But I need to remind you first or bring to the surface, hey, this discomfort exists so that then when you present your solution, when you present the desire on the other side of it of, hey, I know you're feeling this right now, I feel you know you're feeling frustrated, stuck, whatever it is unique to their situation and their pain points, but I have a solution and once we implement this solution, then we can move over into desire and you use the desire in the same marketing. You shift from starting in your struggle to getting the end transformation that gets you the vision of success that your clients are looking for. And so what I want you to first understand is that in our marketing, there is a place for both pain points and desire, pain points and pleasure points, they're often called. The one piece of the narrative that's coming forward on why you shouldn't use pain points is that using them is shaming clients. I wholeheartedly disagree with this. You could use pain points to shame clients, but that would be really mean marketing and overall a no-no. We don't want our marketing to make clients feel bad about themselves. We want to use pain points, like I said, to set the context. Hey, I know X, Y, and Z is going on. I know you're feeling X, Y, and Z right now. I know you've tried X, Y, and Z. I know this is the pain that you're experiencing and I'm empathizing with you. I'm not using your pain to shame you. I'm using the pain points to let you know that, hey, we are all on the same page here. I get it. I know what you've tried. I know the frustrations that you have and I have a solution for those unique pain points. So it's not used to shame. It's not used to say things like, hey, are you an out of shape loser? (laughs) That sounds dramatic and even silly when I say it, but that's not the pain that we're using or that's not how we should be using the pain. And so if you are using pain points right now to shame, then yes, that's not gonna feel good in your marketing, but that is not how you need to be using them. And I would argue that's not very effective marketing anyways. I would never recommend somebody use pain points that way. We need to understand and separate first that pain points in your marketing is not the same thing as shaming in your marketing. Those are two completely different things. Use pain points to set the context. Once you set the context, you have attention. People are listening to you. And from there is where, like I've said, you present your solution and you present what your solution can lead to, that vision of success or that place of desire of, okay, I know you're ready to... Love getting dressed every morning because you feel so comfortable in your body and it's fun to play with your clothes now and get dressed up. I know you want to have so much energy to go and play with your kids and never feel like you have to take a time out while they want to keep going and playing and going and playing. You can keep up with them. You can climb up the trees with your kids. You can throw them on your back and you can spin them around in circles and you're going to feel great from start to finish and not like you need to go sit on the park bench for a little while. So we want to have both because this has been studied. This has been studied that when you present both the pain and the future pleasure is when clients are most motivated to take action when we can see and understand the pain that we're sitting in right now by not solving our problem and but we also see what's possible over there. And so truly the most effective thing you can do in your marketing is to utilize both. If you really want to motivate your clients to reach for the solution you have available that's going to change their lives, the most genuine thing you can do to help them is to present both because that's where people, statistically speaking, are most motivated to make a change. Now, the last thing that I want to bring forward about pain points is addressing this idea that if a client is motivated to purchase from your marketing based on the fact that they're motivated to get out of pain, that that means that they are a disempowered client. I think this is so unfair and so unkind to label somebody who is motivated to get out of pain a disempowered client or somebody who is moving from a negative place or a place of desperation. I think that is so incredibly unfair. Because if you think back on all the times in your life that you were motivated to make a change, and maybe the times where you made a big purchase, so maybe the first time you invested in your first coach, or maybe the first time you invested in your own self-development, think about what was motivating you there. It was probably both a combination of wanting to get out of an uncomfortable state, wanting to get out of pain, and also wanting to reach for more. But both were likely present. Both were there. And so would you, looking back at your former self, say that it would be fair to call that a disempowered version of you, or that you were making, you were not an ideal client for someone else if you made that decision from a a place where you wanted to get out of pain? How apathetic is that if we really break it down when we think about what we're saying about clients, if that's the way we're looking at them? The desire to get out of pain and the desire to reach for more, to reach for pleasure, They are always present. But here's the thing. When you look at individual people, so person to person, when we present them with our marketing, people are going to weigh each side of the coin differently. So some people are going to be more motivated in the moment to get out of pain. And some people in the same moment are going to be more motivated to reach for something more, to reach for their desires. One is not better than the other. It is a person-to-person experience, even a moment-to-moment experience for those people. So it's so just completely unfair is the feeling that comes up for me around this to look at someone and say, if right now you're feeling motivated to make a change because you don't like where you're at, that that is disempowering. To be noticing and feeling your pain and wanting to shift out of it, that's a positive agent for change. What does Tony Robbins always say? People are always motivated by one of two things, either desperation or inspiration. That's the same thing that we are talking about here. And one is not better than the other. We don't get to judge people's places of motivation. But what we want to do as service providers who want to help people is serve them at the highest level we can. And that includes putting everything that we need to in our marketing so that wherever someone is at on their journey, they know that we have the solution for them. And if we are cutting pain points out of our marketing, not only are we doing a disservice to our marketing because we're going to lose some of the context for our offer, but we are also potentially cutting out the ability to serve people right now who are looking for something that clearly states it will get them out of their pain and uses the same language to talk about their problems the way that they are. Because sometimes even when someone wants to get out of pain, they don't know what the other side looks like. They just know what it looks like right now. And if you can come forward and say, I get it. I get how you're feeling. I get what's going on. That's what's going to catch their attention and be the thing that makes it so you can serve them at your highest capacity and at a moment where they likely need it most. And that does not mean that that client is going to be a desperate client moving from a place of scarcity. It doesn't mean that you are shaming them into action. It simply means you are speaking a language that they can understand from where they are at today. I hope that this is landing for you. I hope that you are understanding. Pain points are not inherently a bad thing and I really want you to understand that as you walk away from this episode because you are doing both yourself and your clients a disservice by choosing to exclude them completely from your marketing. Share this episode with someone who needs it. Do me a favor, screenshot it, share it to your stories, tag me, let me know what your takeaway was from this episode. DM me, let me know your thoughts. I'm happy to chat more about this. I know that this is a hot button issue right now where I should say I'm seeing it pop up more and more and more. I think it's a very interesting conversation. I think it's an important conversation because like I opened up with, I understand why people believe it and are are feeding into this. It does sound good. And I also want to say as an add-on to this conversation, I have no problem with people challenging the status quo of marketing trends. I do think marketing continues to get better and better over the ages because we have conversations like this. We pull things forward of like, you know, everybody jokes about bro marketing and how nobody likes it. Well, why don't they like it? And I think that's the same thing that's happening right now with the conversation around pain points, but I think they're getting unfairly blamed for a problem of shaming with marketing, with a problem of intentionally triggering people with maybe their trauma or triggering them into a place of scarcity when that's really not the best way to use pain points in the first place. So it's a matter of misaligned intentions with the marketing, but not the actual marketing strategy itself. And so I do love that we are continuously updating and challenging the way we're doing things and making things better and better and in more and more integrity. But on this particular issue, I think we've missed the mark as a group. And so I want to recenter us back and come back to the core of psychology behind the marketing. And you always have an option to use it for good. Or to use it from a disempowered place for yourself, ironically, to use that word now that we've been talking about the whole episode and reflect on how we are showing up for our own marketing. Are we writing marketing from a disempowered place? That is the more important question here that will trickle down and play out into the types of clients that we are attracting. So take this, integrate it with what you know, what feels good to you. And like I said, feel free to slide into my DMs. Let me know what you think about this. I always love to hear from you guys. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you learned something from this episode and I will see you in the next one.